Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Episode 90, How to Save Money on Transportation Costs. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Mm, Getting around, getting around town, going places. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about how to save money on transportation. This is a request we get a lot for this episode topic, and we did an episode on um, transportation as it relates to cars and car maintenance. That's episode 10. So if you're just trying to save money on getting your car around, head back into the archives and listen to that one. It's true cost to own a car, ways to save on maintenance, how much car you can afford, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Today we're talking We are going to talk about cars. We're going to talk about other things, too. So before we get into that, how are you doing today, Jill? Oh, wow. You're throwing me a curveball. Do you care? I do. (laughs) You thought I was going to throw to sponsors, but... I was. I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. The sun's shining. Yes. I'm looking at your face. Oh, yes. Which is also like the sun. How are you? That's lovely. I'm so good. I'm I'm so excited to get into this episode. So (laughs) now... Let's get into our sponsors. Let's do it. (laughs) Also brought to you by Consolidating. Whittling down anything and everything into manageable tasks, bite-sized pieces. Want to eat your veggies, but you hate how they taste? Consolidate it in a juice. Want to go a lot of places, but don't want to waste gas? Consolidate it in one trip consolidating. Just mash it together. It's better that way. Mm. I feel like you. Sh- it's not juice, but like a smoothie. You should put the veggies in a smoothie oh. because then you're taking out all the fiber. That's what I meant. <laughs> it's something you drink, so it's a juice to me. For sure, for yeah. sure. Anyway, yeah, it's make great. A Consolidation. Smoothie. Blend it. Blend it. Consolidate it in your blender. Yes. Compact it. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. So we are going to talk about saving money on transportation. Car payments are a huge burden on a lot of people. I think car dealerships make it sound like uh, you can afford cars Mm. regardless of how much they cost, which doesn't seem ethical, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Neither here nor there on whether this is an ethical, moral issue or not. Right. So... 
we're exploring that and we are just talking about different ways that you can combat the culture that says you need a car to drive. And if there are two adults in a home, you need two cars, maybe more. Who knows? Mm. So yeah, we're going to talk about alternatives. And our first article is um, from Families for Financial Freedom.com. And it is you know us 30 frugal friends love oh. all the F's in that one. All the F's. And uh, it's 35 ways to slash your transportation costs. What did you think about this one, Jill? I like the categories that they break it down into yep. of how to save on transportation costs. One, saving when buying a car. Two, saving on commuting and travel. Three, saving on maintenance and repairs. And four, saving on auto insurance. So within these four categories, it gives some tips. So I liked that. Wherever you find yourself needing to kind of reduce some spending, they've got some tips for you. Yeah. So the first one is we'll talk about um, save money on the cost of buying a car. Um, And I'm feeling this one particularly personally. Mm. So I bought a car. I paid cash for a Hyundai Tucson um, in February of last year. So almost a year ago. And I was set that I needed, I was bringing a child into the world. And so I needed a nearly new compact SUV. And that is what my mind said that I needed. And I put down $18,000 after dealer fees on this beautiful Hyundai Tucson. Um, But I'm finding now that I didn't need to spend that much money to like Mm. transport my child. Um, (laughs) I, I was definitely in this pregnancy place of like wanting the safest, newest thing. And it's, and I mean, I'm not perfect. I can get like anybody else and just make these purchases that I look back on and say, why did I spend so much money when I could have, I could have spent half, I could have spent half that. So I would have been more comfortable sticking around 12 and not getting as many features as I did. So number one is buy a smaller or otherwise more economical car. Mm -hmm. So that, that one I'm feeling personally. Right. Yeah, I wrote that one down too. I think that's in the future for Eric and I of we have a we have a mid-size SUV right now mostly because we need it to haul our home around. So mm-hmm. we can't not have a vehicle that can pull the weight of our home, but as far as another car goes, if we need another car, which that's going to come up in this conversation, would be a smaller one. We don't need to have this massive thing going down the road at seven miles a gallon. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, fuel efficiency, I think, is becoming more and more important to me, especially as Yeah. If you drive a lot, if you live in the middle of nowhere and you drive a ton, that's a really important consideration. Yeah. I guess, I guess mine would, is actually more of number two, which is buy a less expensive car to save money, but they both, yeah, yours is definitely more on the economical side, but it's practical for you right now. And different cars are appropriate in different seasons too. So I can see myself very soon in the future buying a minivan and 
I wanted to avoid buying a minivan. And that is how I got this Tucson. And now I'm thinking I should have just done it. I had too much pride and it cost me more money. And that is, and I live with that now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the rest of these tips within this category are kind of pointing to the same thing, but I'll focus on number three, which is commit today to never have a car loan again. And so we recognize this is easier said than done. This is a foreign concept for a lot of people of why not just pay the $250 to $600 a month, depending on where you land with your car, than shelling out a whole ton of money. And the reason is because over time you lose money on that thing of paying interest, not just owning it, not not having that to be able to sell. You, you're, you're losing money on that transaction. Mm-hmm. So where you are able to save up and start economical of maybe you're able to buy a $2,000 car, beat that thing into the ground, it owes you nothing, you only spent $2,000 on it, uh, sell it for parts and then bootstrap your way up to that vehicle yeah. that you want that's ideal for your family. Uh, there's a lot of other ways to to look at this. I'd encourage you to read this article. Go back to episode 10. We're not going to linger on this idea for long, but just know that not having a car payment is one of the biggest things you can do in saving money here. Best, Yeah, best way to save money on car expenses is to not have a car payment. So so we'll enter into the next section, which is save money on commuting and travel. Mm -hmm. So this next one is to drive less, to save money on gas and uh, the mileage, increasing your mileage, which uh, decreases your resale value. There are um, just multiple reasons to be conservative with how often you're driving. Yeah. And this would mean, if we were to make this more tangible, consolidating, back to our sponsor, but okay, you need to go to the grocery store. Don't just run out to the grocery store randomly. Consider when else are you going to be out and about and passing a store? And can you buffer in some time? Can you utilize the groceries that are in your pantry currently so that you can wait a day until you can stop by the store on your way home from work or on your way out to that event or activity. It also might mean shopping online a little bit more of what can you get delivered to your house that is going to save you some of these random trips out to the store. Mm -hmm. And I know we'll get into it at another point, but do you have a store within walking distance or biking distance? And can that be a solution for some of these random errands that you need to run? Yeah. Sometimes we take for granted the value that walking like has. Yeah. Um, if you are able to do it, getting outside when the weather is better, maybe not like today or tomorrow, but when the weather <laughs> is nice to actually like be outside in the sun uh, pause from working for 20 minutes and and take that time to soak up that vitamin D is is really essential and uh, can also save you money on transportation. 
Mm-hmm. And this is connected to looking at so many other areas. And again, we're always going to start with tracking. First of all, where are you going? Yeah. And do you need to be going to those places? I mean, the idea just came to me now, although it's very specific, but you know, we don't have a gym membership anymore. So it's caused us to be more creative in how we exercise, but it's also saved on our driving. We're not going out a couple evenings a week to get to the gym. Instead, you know, Eric's bike riding and I plan to start running. Hold me accountable. <laughs> New Year's but resolution. Are there other things that you can be doing? You know, we live 20 minutes away from the nearest gym. So that's extra expense, not just the gym membership, but the driving there that we can so easily just forget about our gas bill. But that's that's something to consider. How can we reduce that? Yeah. So another, there's an example, but... Yeah. No, that's... I mean, that's great. Another big example um, would be commuting to work. If you Mm. can minimize that. I know you're thinking like, I have to go to work. That's the one thing I can't cut down on. Um, But that one's the biggest. So we're all about like shaving off a few of big things and then you don't have to worry about so many of the small things. So Mm -hmm. ask ask your boss or supervisor if you're able to telecommute one or two days a week. Um, If you are looking for ways to like propose that, the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss uh, lays out step-by-step how you can approach that and and start to work remote. So, and that's a big, big money saver. Mm, That's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe your job can't fully become a remote job, but could it be one to three days a week that you work from home? I know a lot of people who have made this happen. If you just start to think outside the box, sometimes we can get in this rut of thinking, no, this is how it is. No one would be open to it looking any different, but you might be surprised. It's, yeah, it's 2020, guys. A lot of people work remote. Yeah. And it increase and you can there's so many benefits. It increases um, productivity, it increases employee happiness. And so there are yeah. so many valid reasons you can give to your employer, um, right. especially if you're commuting like forty five minutes to an hour for something that you could be doing remote yeah. one or two days a week. Then yeah. you don't have to worry about trying to bike to the grocery store or something because you're shaving so much off of that. Yeah. And not to linger on this topic for too long, but I just made the decision to move to all telehealth, mental health counseling. And I didn't think that my supervisor was going to go for it. But when I brought it up, she was uh, open to the idea, really excited about having another platform for clients to be able to receive help and support. And not only that, not only is it potentially opening up our client base, it also allows for her to bring in another therapist into the office. So it's actually creating opportunity for more revenue for the office where I thought she's not going to go for this. I'm just going to like quit. I'm going to leave this practice Turns out, no, there's so many options here and actually greater opportunity for the for the company. So anyhow, it it's worth the conversation. Yeah. And if for some reason you can't do that, maybe you look for another job where that's a possibility. Um, or maybe you start to create your own business um, outside of that so you can create your own sources of revenue and you don't need that job anymore. There are options. You don't have to have, um, you don't have to be driving hours a day for work. Um, There's definitely a lot more opportunity now 
than there's ever been. So be creative. And of course, consider carpooling. If you know even one of your friends who works in a similar area or you want to get on a a ride sharing app where you kind of switch back and forth between who drives, certainly you're going to give up some level of flexibility, but it could be a, a fantastic way to cut costs in this very expensive area. Transportation is one of the pillars of the biggest areas that we spend money. So yeah could make a big difference. Uh, So another option is to use public transportation. Uh, So that is, of course, going to save you a significant amount of money. Uh, It's going to uh, obviously eliminate a car payment, but it's also going to eliminate auto insurance and gas and maintenance and all the other things that come. Your friend's asking you to give them a ride to the airport. Like, it's going to eliminate all that. But there is the unfortunate reality that public transportation is pretty inconvenient. Uh, You have to walk to the bus stop. You have to wait. You have to make sure you're there on time. Um, So there are inconveniences on the surface, but they're actually, I, I think they're beneficial in the long run. I can't say this because I've never used public transportation as a, my primary mode of transportation. But it allows you to create a more disciplined schedule and it frees up a lot of your transportation money uh, that you can be more free in getting Ubers and Lyfts, which is the Mm. the next part on the list. So we are very conservative with our Ubers and Lyfts because we have cars, but you can, if you like drastically cut down on your car expenses... You can take more Ubers and Lyfts and that's, I mean, and then you don't have to pay for any parking when you get there or whatever. Which that could even open up, you know, as we explore all the pros and cons of this, what kind of productivity you might be able to have because you're not the one driving. Yeah. So on these public transportation rides or through Ubers and Lyfts, are you able to work on your side hustle or get some work for your day job done? It could, some of the the pros that we may not typically think of could outweigh the cons of waiting so true and sitting and all of that and i love what you said about it could create more structure could really help with boundaries within work mm-hmm. of no i have to leave at five because i have to catch the five fifteen. so yeah i like that yeah so and hopefully like your schedule is conducive to that kind of structure you want to make sure that that's mm-hmm. like doable mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say challenge yourself if you if you're willing to if you're near um if you have a good public transportation system, a monthly pass for public transportation is very affordable and give mm-hmm. yourself a month. See how it goes. Challenge yourself to a month of public transportation and see uh, how it fits in your lifestyle and see if you can challenge yourself to maybe a year without a car. Um, and see mm, what that mm. does. Nothing we say here has to be a permanent lifestyle. It can all be fluid. Yeah. You hear that, Eric? <laughs> he will hear it because <laughs> he'll be editing it. Yeah, he will. I- I'm talking to him in his ears as he edits. So that is number 19. If you really want to save money, try one vehicle. Listen, we are practically 
a one-vehicle family. We just have a second vehicle sitting in the driveway Mm -hmm. that is not being driven because it needs some repairs on it, and it's dangerous to drive. And then he's like, I don't know if I want to put the money into it. It's not that expensive, but he's like, or do we just want to get a new car? But I'm like, or have we not driven that car in three months and we're fine? Yeah. This is getting a little bit personal now, but aren't all of our honestly episodes? consider it? Yeah, it's all personal. Consider it. Consider one vehicle. Do you have to? Certainly, again, it's sacrifice, and it's only for a certain season of time. But that could really slash some costs. Yeah, that's another a pride thing in my mind. Like we could be a one car family because Travis mm-hmm. works at night. I work from home during the day. And we mm-hmm. always have a car sitting in front of our house. And mm-hmm. we, we, I mean, yeah, there's no reason we should have two cars. And then based on the savings of that, would it make sense for the one to two times uh, every other week that one person needs to get out of the house can they can they get an Uber or a Lyft yep. or public transportation? And it's fine to spend the money on that because of what you're saving on maintenance, repairs, insurance. Yep. Yeah, man. It's so true. Yeah. Can you help me convince him? Is this also a how to talk to your spouse? Start a podcast. Make your husband edit the podcast that you're constantly in his ear about this thing. <laughs> I, I wish I could help you, but I'm like, no. and Travis doesn't want to go down to one car. But I look at it and I'm like, man, we could really do this. But Travis loves cars and he always wants to get a different car. Like, they're really cheap, but he's always looking for something else to get. And I'm like Uh one car till it gives out on me. And uh, unless I'm pregnant. And then it's like, even this (laughs) shiny thing. Um, Unless I'm pregnant. You've (laughs) you've had one child. You talk about it like pregnancy is a common occurrence for you. Unless this is an announcement. No, no. I'm thinking thinking so rationally right now, Jill, you know I'm not pregnant. Um, (laughs) Good point. Um, So yeah, it's uh, definitely something to consider. And again, Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be permanent. It can be fluid. So if you're yeah. trying, if you're in a season where you're really focusing on your finances, then you can make sacrifices for those goals. And then once you've achieved them, you make other goals. And those don't involve only having one car. So there yeah. you go. So then when it comes to saving money on maintenance and repairs, I mean, first of all, just prevention is always going to help. Mm-hmm. So doing the regular maintenance of oil changes and tire rotation and and the simple things that are inexpensive that will help your vehicle have longevity. Don't be cheap. Spend the money to get quality work done on your car, like not your neighbor's friend's brother-in-law who can quote unquote like fix your transmission like (laughs) not on the big stuff no but certainly your neighbor's brother-in-law's brother twice removed is going to change your oil let him have at it yeah i mean we found so travis can change oil but he's found it costs just as much to do it himself than it would be to to go get it done because you have to you know dispose of it somewhere and you have to get the 
you know, all the oil and tray and stuff. So yeah, it's, the oil in itself just is not that cheap. But yeah, no. Overall, when you're buying individual, like when you're buying small batches of oil, it's more expensive than these places buying the big batches of it. So yeah, yeah. Overall, don't pretty. don't be cheap and don't use the dealer for car repairs. Yes, so thank you. Sometimes they offer really good deals, uh, mm-hmm. but generally, if you're not getting a really good deal, uh, don't don't go. Don't let mm-hmm. them fool you into saying that you need to go to the dealer because you don't. Yeah. You are free to go wherever you want. Yeah. And shop around for mechanics. Be wary. There are some excellent mechanics out there, but there are also some mechanics who are going to lie straight to your face about yeah. what needs to be done, especially if you look vulnerable. So protect those vulnerabilities by asking around for reputable mechanics. Certainly, you can pretty much trust reviews. If, they, if they've if they got excellent reviews with a lot of information about their fairness and ability to diagnose, that's such a big thing. Mm-hmm. You could have an inexpensive mechanic, but if he doesn't know how to diagnose your vehicle, you're going to spend a ton of money just on his time trying to figure out what in the world is even going wrong with it. So that might be an area to consider. You possibly even paying a bit more for someone who's very good at problem solving and diagnosing, but might be a little bit more money versus someone who's just going to like throw darts at the wall until something sticks. But each one of those things is only a little bit of money. So ask around, ask, ask friends, look at reviews and find somebody that you trust. Yeah. Cause you also want to go fast because your time is money too. You don't want your car to be in the, at the mechanics for two weeks, which is a common occurrence. You want somebody that can get the job fast, get you your car back, and you can get over this as quickly as possible. Sometimes that involves, most of the time, it involves spending a little more money, um, but it is worth the uh, limited stress and inconvenience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, we will move on to saving money on auto insurance. Um, so being loyal to an auto insurance company can save you money. We have been with Progressive for... Um, our entire marriage, so over four years, and we tend to get them to take some money off um, every six months. We we pay in six-month increments, and somehow Travis convinces them to lower our policy every time we pay. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. And there <laughs> What's are, his language? We need a script. I don't know. He's just a nice guy. Um, But there are scripts online to specifically negotiate auto insurance. I think one time we used their, um, the thing that you plug into your car that tracks your driving. And uh, and we got the good driver discounts Mm -hmm. from there. And Mm -hmm. yeah, other times just like, yeah, different things here and there. Um, And we also have paid for cars, um, but we still do full coverage. So it's cheaper because our cars are paid for. We don't have a, a loan out on them, um, but we do pay a little bit more for full coverage because our cars are, I mean, my car's a little more expensive and I want to have full coverage on that just in case. He doesn't really need it on his, but we have it anyway. Mm-hmm. Just we, we feel better about it and we're willing yeah. to pay for that feeling. Sure. And that being said, 
also continue to shop car insurance. So you and and the one doesn't exclude the other. You can be loyal while still shopping. Mm-hmm. So shopping maybe just so you can know what prices are out there and use that as negotiation leverage in staying loyal and keeping your car insurance bill low. But that's also to say, don't think that just because you got a great deal six years ago that you need to stick with that company. If they're Mm -hmm. not continuing to give you a good deal on your car insurance and you're finding better rates elsewhere, then switch, right? This isn't this isn't your family dog that you need to stay loyal to. Yes. This is your auto insurance and you're trying to save money. So keep shopping. Yes. Um, And also also something people don't think about very often, this goes for auto insurance, motorcycle insurance, insurance of any type of for any moving vehicles to maintain good credit. Um, And that will also help you save money because they will run a credit check and to see if you pay reliably. And if you Mm. have a history of paying reliably, they will lower, you can ask for a lower rate um, and they tend to give it because they want more reliable customers. They don't just want more customers. They want people that are going to stick around, pay every six months instead of monthly. Um, They just want people they know are going to stick around. And uh, if you can be that person, they're fine taking a little bit off of your uh, bill. Mm-hmm. Number thirty-three. I like this one. I don't. I don't have kids, much less teenagers. But if you do have teenagers, stop paying insurance premiums for your kids. Mm. Consider having them pay for their own auto insurance. This could be a fantastic lesson. It could feel like, oh, I don't want to put that burden on my child, but in the long run, to help them understand bills and responsibility and personal finance, you could be giving them a gift in this process while you are also saving money on your own bills. And they will 100% get in a car accident. Like 100% of the time, they will get in at least one. And then they will see firsthand their insurance premium rise And that will greatly reduce the number of second accidents that your teenager will get in. There you go. There's so many reasons. It's a ripple effect in positive ways. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, there's more tips on here, but feel free to check out the article yourself. We're going to move on. Yes. Uh, So our second article... Uh, is from Doe Roller. And it's another car one because there's only so many things you can say about try public transportation, use more lifts, bike to work. Um, there's only so many times you can say that. Um, yeah. But, you know, most people are still going to use a car. So mm-hmm. don't do it if you don't have to. Be creative as much as you can. Um, But then if you do need to get a car, here are six reasons to pay cash for a car. So Mm -hmm. we are ardent supporters of paying cash for cars. We do not use car loans. Um, We really do practice what we preach. And so sometimes that means using alternative forms of transportation until you can get to the point where you can pay cash for a car. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so here are six reasons to do it and how to pay cash for the car. So what are the reasons? 
<laughs> why should why should we do this? <laughs> so, if you're asking, so why should you pay cash for a car? So you will spend less by paying cash. So when I bought my car last year, I spent more money than I should have, um, but I could have I would have absolutely spent double that if I was just doing a loan. If I hadn't been financially aware, I could have easily bought like a $35,000 car because I was, you know, not thinking rationally and and just done the payments on it. And we would have mm-hmm. more than been able to afford that because we're debt-free. But mm-hmm. it was because, to, don't ever ask a dealer what you can afford. Don't ever. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Don't. You know what you can afford. <laughs> yeah. You know that. Know that before you get there. And you know that by what cash you have in your savings account for the car. That's the easiest Mm -hmm. way to know that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Pretty simple. Back to the basics. Right, right. So I did a lot of research on how to pay cash for a car. I wrote a blog post about it afterwards. And people made it sound like you could get way more discounts than you really could by paying cash. And Mm -hmm. I will debunk that myth saying that you will get about the same discounts as somebody taking out a loan. Like people, the salesperson gets the same, not the same commission, I can't say that, but they they want you to take out a loan because they get more money, but they really don't care whether you pay cash or finance because they're getting a very similar commission. Mm-hmm. So if you go in there knowing what you want um, and what your budget is, then you'll get about $500 off of a car. And that's mm-hmm. whether you finance or pay cash. I didn't get any extra discount for paying in cash. They didn't even care. He didn't bat an eye when I said I was paying cash. He was just like, okay, whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I will, I didn't sure. experience. And I went in there very informed and mm-hmm. I do not, I do not play the victim or the, no, Eat you the don't. I've seen life. I, I, <laughs> I am a shark. <laughs> yes, so, with and, a baby on the hip. Yeah, and if I want money off, I ask for it. I'm not shy. Yeah, right. Because they're going to get their money regardless. They might um, get a little bit more if you get a you know more vehicle or you finance, but right. right. Yeah. So. Still paying cash. It's it's possible that that cash would would look nice to somebody. They say particularly on a used car, but uh, you should just do it for yourself. Yeah, if it's a maybe a smaller dealership, I think maybe you can get a higher percentage off. But yeah. even if you're getting, that's still about five hundred bucks. Whether it's you know even if it's a less expensive vehicle, yeah, um, yeah, but. You will avoid paying interest, right? Because yes. you're not paying car payments. If you pay cash, you pay for w- the value of that vehicle right up front. So that is an immense savings in the long run and a reason to pay for your car in cash. Yeah. And so they give the example, if you borrow 32000 for five years at 6%, You'll have a payment of $618 a month, 
And that means you'll pay a total of five over $5,000 in interest over the life of the loan. <sighs> yeah, no. And five years is like a conservative, like... Five years. Yeah, that's some a are thousand dollars a year that you're that you're that's just going out the window because yeah, you want light it on fire. Car. Just oh light a thousand dollars on fire. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post clean clarity. When I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for fifteen dollars a month when you purchase a three month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com slash strategic. And that's <laughs> what interest is for a car. It's a depreciating asset. Right. Um, yeah. And then you can't even turn around and sell that vehicle for what you just bought it for. No, so you are woof. light it on fire. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, paying cash requires financial discipline. Right. Like it's it would be easier to just go pay that car payment and not think about what it's doing or the fact that you're literally like Jen says, lighting it on fire. <laughs> fire. <laughs> but Take this the is cash a good... out of the bank and just light it on fire. <laughs> this is a good practice. It's a good muscle to uh stretch and become disciplined in to be able to pay cash. It's not easy, but when you develop this muscle more, it will spill over into other areas of life. It will have, again, that positive ripple effect that will only benefit you in other areas. And my goodness, think of how proud of yourself you will be oh, to for say, sure. man, I saved up that money and I bought that vehicle and I own it and I can do what I want with it and I'm not lighting money on fire. Yeah, I still feel really proud about my purchase as I don't, I, I regret it a little bit, but like I know what state I was when I bought it. So like I've got grace for myself. 
And mm-hmm. I am proud that I was able to do that from where I came. You still paid cash. Right. You I, might have spent I, more than you wanted, but. Right. Mm-hmm. But I had the cash to do it. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. And But I came from $54,000 of debt just on my own being single to getting married and funding a wedding, buying a house, paying off all of our combined debt to the point where I can buy a car in cash. And then the next month I got laid off, y'all. Like I bought this car and then I got laid off the next month and lost my income at 30 weeks pregnant. And I didn't, I didn't bat an eye because I paid for my car in cash. So yes, you didn't have this massive car loan. No payment that you had to make. That's great. So so do it. It may, people say like, it's such a low interest rate, yada, 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 yada. But there are psychological effects uh, in the choices you will make if you start from a place of, I will pay cash, mm-hmm. um, that will save you so much money in the long run versus if you are starting from uh, the psychological place of, I will get a loan for this car. Mm-hmm. Those are two different headspaces. One will get you a car. It'll probably be reasonable. Monthly payment, it'll be fine, used, whatever. And the other one will save you more money, hands down. Which forces you to make an assessment of what is most important to you. This is number five on the list. That paying cash for a car because you feel it, because you've saved up for it, because it's a big chunk of change to hand over all at once, helps you identify, well, how important is this car to me? What kind of car do I actually need versus what I want? And is that more important compared to other goals, such as maybe getting out of debt, Whatever kind of debt it is, saving for retirement, paying for kids' college, whatever it is, it can help you really identify what is the best decision for us with this car Mm -hmm. when it's actually costing you something right out the gate. Yeah. So how, how do you pay cash for a car, especially if you're in a place where you've bought too much car? Mm. And you are trying and you're listening to this trying to reduce your transportation car. And maybe mm-hmm. maybe you're even underwater in your car, meaning that you owe more than your car is worth. Mm-hmm. The first place is to get real about what you can afford. So you may need to take in- into consideration those alternative transportation methods we talked about earlier. And you may need to sell your car and get enough money and maybe take out a small personal loan for the difference and be one be a one car family for a little bit until you save mm-hmm. up some money. You may need to do that public transportation until you have the money to pay for a car in cash. So these are the areas where you can use those alternative transportation methods to your advantage. That's kind of how you know that you need you need to use one is if you're in a place like that. Because the the best the best way to save on a car, like a transportation cost, if you're underwater or you have too much car, get rid of the car. Just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and maybe you don't use public transportation, but maybe you have to get like a, a really cheap sedan and take mm-hmm. out a loan for that one. But don't try to uh, finagle your way around the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Like take the elephant out. 
<laughs> Let the elephant be free. Free the by elephant. acknowledging that it's there. To somebody else who's going to take out a loan for, for your car. Like, but yeah. you don't, you shouldn't have a loan yeah. for your car. I I like this idea too of selling your existing car to buy a cheap one in the meantime, right? If this is a way to bootstrap your way back up to where you actually want to be, consider selling the vehicle you already have. Look at what you have and what kind of financial power that might be able to give you. So if you've got a car that is worth $20,000, sell that thing and go buy yourself a $5,000 vehicle cash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And it's it's unfortunate that sometimes you will have to take out a small loan if you're underwater and you need to pay back the rest of mm-hmm. it. But it's way better than wasting more time like making payments to a car that's depreciating and it's taking up too much of your budget. So yeah. meditate meditate on that mm-hmm. when you're thinking about it. So nuts and bolts of paying for a car in cash because I really wish I had this information when I went in to do that. I brought in several debit cards and a credit card. I had the cash in the bank, but really I didn't know. I thought I was just going to be able to put some of it on a credit card and the rest on my debit card. I didn't realize that I needed to call my bank and raise the limit on my card. And even when I raised my limit, um, it still wasn't enough to cover the car. I put like two grand of it on a credit card so that I could get some, get a bonus. It was a new credit card and I wanted to get the welcome bonus. So I did that really quickly. And then I had to actually wait until the next day to do the rest of the transaction because I had hit my daily limit for my debit card. So if I could go back, what I would have done is I would have done the same thing with a credit card, I would have taken out a new one with a welcome bonus. And this is assuming that you're, this is a huge, this is like a big purchase for you and maybe you're debt-free at this point. Mm -hmm. And assuming that credit cards is something that you are able to use wisely and and that's a part of your financial plan. If it's not, you can still pay cash and not need to go the credit card route. And there was no extra um, like 3% added for paying with a credit card. Um, So that was another reason I used one. If there had been a 3% added, I would not have used a credit card at that dealership. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just took it to my advantage um, to use that. And then I would have brought two debit cards from two different bank accounts because we have multiple bank accounts. So I would have brought the one that I'd used for my, that I had stored my my sinking fund for the car. Um, And then I would have brought my regular checking account one and just transferred money over there the next day. So that would have cut down a lot of my frustration about like, how am I going to take this car home? Um, so, and then there are, there are other ways you can do it like wire transfers and stuff, but those cost a little bit of money. Uh, this was completely fee free for me. Mm, mm-hmm. So that's a, that was another important distinction. And I actually asked the guy, I was like, what if I had financed this car and just paid it off in a week um, or so? Like, what would that have cost me? Because the first, like, month or so, you're not charged in any interest. So I was like, what would that have cost me extra? Um, And he's like, 
hundred bucks. So in the end, if I had to finance it and just pay it off the next week, um, it wouldn't have been that expensive. But again, I saved a hundred bucks. If for some reason you're the fees for whatever reason, banks are charging you a hundred bucks to pay in cash. I don't know how that would be in how that would be possible. But if something like that happened, rest assured, you could just finance it and pay it mm-hmm. off with before the first interest payment hits. Um, Your and bank that's should just be able to give you a money order if you want to go that route. Right. Sometimes I, people charge, sometimes banks charge for money orders though. Your own bank should. Yeah. Oh, geez. Some of them do. Yeah. It's, they charge for everything. So you shouldn't run into that problem, but that is um, what he told me. Mm. So. Well, those are the nuts and bolts. Speaking of something with no problems. Oh, that would that would be something we've got down. It's the bill of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hey, frugal friends. This is Jasmine and I'm calling with my Bill of the Week. My Bill of the Week is a $790 bill from the Jeep dealership because a part in my husband's car broke down and we have to get it replaced. But the reason it's my bill of the week is because we have that money saved. We were able to beef up our emergency fund just a little bit over the past couple of weeks. And so now we are prepared to pay that bill. We don't have to put it on a credit card. We don't have to stress about it or worry about it. And it feels wonderful. Thanks for all you do and for all your frugality. Have a great day. I, you guys know that we do not listen to these before we play them. That's so crazy. It was, <laughs> Jasmine, you, you are on our wavelength right oh now. Oh my gosh, you are everything. Jeez. That is yes. so funny. Paying cash for your car repair bills. Yeah, even. almost that you had that yes. in your bank account because you have an emergency fund because you have prepared for this. You're not caught off guard by these Mm. unforeseen charges. You are ready for it. Yes. It's so exciting. Well done. I love that. Oh my gosh. As soon as she said Jeep, I was like, no, come on. What are the odds? (laughs) Oh, uh, well done, Jasmine. Yes. I mean, that he, bill sucks to have. Like, I'm sorry. $790 is nothing to sneeze no. at. But well done for yes. having an emergency fund. That's what it's for. So it, it it can take the sting away from a really big bill, a really yes. big expense. And that's why you have them. If you are reading our minds, uh, then please... Leave us a bill at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and uh, let us give us a perfect bill for our next episode. Yes. (laughs) Just anticipate what the episode's going to be about and leave us a bill on that. Yeah. And we will not listen to it until the second we, (laughs) we play it while we're recording and then we will have the same reaction. So it's amazing. That's awesome. 
I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards, a free flight, a room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. All right, it's time for Jill's favorite part of the week. It's time for the lightning round. All right, guys. So I have mentioned a little bit about my car and uh, that story. I had not bought this car when we recorded the first episode um, about transportation. So getting a lot more of my story here. Um, But our lightning round is just uh, how we get around. Boom, boom, get around, I get around. Getting around. I can't sing too many more stanzas of that. Right. Because it sounds so much like the original song. I don't know the original song. Isn't that the Beach Boys? Uh, ooh, I get around, I get oh, around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. <laughs> We're not authorized. <laughs> We're going to have to pay money for that. Ah! Okay, so how how we get around. How I get around. So I have my 2016 Hyundai Tucson. It's a limited. It's got like those leather seats and everything. And... <laughs> I bought it. So I bought it in the mindset of I need a safe car to get around, but it was a killer deal. So it was definitely worth mid 20s and it was listed for 16. And it was definitely a fluke because when we went in there, it was listed for 18 by the time we got there. And I was like, no, no, I took a screenshot and this is what (laughs) it was listed for. Yeah, I'm, I'm a shark. And uh, so then I was like, I'm going to take this home today, but only if you give it to me for this price. Ooh. And thus he gave it to me for that price. But then after yeah, dealer fees and everything, it was 18. But uh-huh. um, but it would have been 20 if you hadn't have been such a shark. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, I think that was another reason why I jumped on it so quickly is because it was such a good deal. And I plan yeah. on whenever I sell it, to take the money and to just get a minivan with that amount of money. I'm not going to put any more towards it. So yeah, that, that's the plan. And then Travis um, paid cash for it. He currently, who knows by the time this airs, um, he currently has a Toyota Tundra 
Mm. I don't even know what the year is, but he paid about five grand for it. So it's not super new. And uh, mm. and he loves. So one of the reasons we have two cars is just because he loves buying cars. If mm-hmm. we were a one car family, Lord knows what our car would be because he's all about like trucks and things. Um, <laughs> so, Kai, you're sitting in the bed of the truck today. Yeah, we'll strap you in. We got some ratchet straps. Yeah, and he also has a motorcycle, um, which he does not have insurance for. Mm. But all of our vehicles are paid for in cash. I think the motorcycle cost about $2,000 when he got it. But Travis also, he embraces alternative transportation um, a lot better than I do. If he's going to the store for something, he will ride his bicycle there or he will walk. I went to the hospital last April because I had a seizure while I was pregnant and he got a ride to the hospital in the middle of the night, actually from our Airbnb guest at the time. And <laughs> when he was leaving the hospital to go get the car, he actually ran. He went for a run from the hospital to our home, which is several miles away, instead of like oh, getting an Uber or something. He just used it as yeah. an opportunity to exercise. Yeah. Um, wow. So... So, yeah, he really embraces um, alternative transportation and uses it as a way to experience the world, to <laughs> exercise, to to all of these things. So he just yeah. views transportation differently. Um, yeah. And I really admire that about him. Oh, so sweet. Will he listen to this? He will. Good. Yeah. Hi, Travis. So... I get around in a vehicle. We live in the middle of nowhere, so unfortunately there are no buses, trains, or other kinds of automobiles coming out to where we live. That's okay. (laughs) So we have to have cars if we want to go anywhere. And we have a 2003 Toyota 4Runner, which we love. Eric found it uh, through Facebook Marketplace, so we bought it privately. It's used we paid $5,600 for it, which is unheard of for Toyota 4Runners because mm. they are the best vehicles out there. Uh, and we've just been thrilled with it. We've got it because it's what we can pull our home around with. Um, but it's also just really nice to be able to have a vehicle that does well in the snow since we do get snow. You've heard me say this before. I live in Pennsylvania. And with my job, sometimes I I can't just have a snow day. Mm-hmm. So we love that. Love that we got it used. Love that we paid cash for it. We got a great deal on it and it has done us very well. And I've mentioned this before, I believe in episode 10, we've bought all of our vehicles cash privately used. We've not even bought used vehicles from dealerships. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I get that everybody is at their own level of comfort. However, when we do this, we will test drive them to our mechanic. So we will take it before we even buy it during the test drive uh, and have them check it out for us first and give us the yay or nay on it. So that really helps increase our level of comfort in purchasing the vehicle. Yeah, It helps that Eric has a lot of knowledge on vehicles and how much things cost and can do some repairs himself. And then we've got a Pontiac Vibe that we actually got through a trade 
some very great friends of us of ours, Kevin and Chelsea, when my husband he did their backsplash and kitchen floor. And in return for the labor costs, they gave us their car. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So that, yeah, that was a nice trade. So that, I mean, while I talk about wanting to go down to one vehicle, this vehicle literally owes us nothing. We've had it for about five years. The repairs on it have been so minimal. It's been a fantastic vehicle. I mean, right now it needs some minor repairs. Again, like we're talking $80. But yeah, so those are our two vehicles. We own them. That feels great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've yeah, we've bought several vehicles for Travis from Facebook Marketplace, including his motorcycle, and then the rest have been from dealers. Both of our cars right now are from dealers. Mine was from a Hyundai dealer and his was from like a smaller um private dealer, which actually went out of business uh shortly after. So but the car is fine. Yeah. So yeah, either way can be can be good. I definitely yeah would prefer private and then just kind of like scheduling an appointment with a mechanic at the same time as you're scheduled to do a test drive. That way you can go real quick and, and see him. But yeah, it just happened that I, you know, betrayed my better judgment and went to a dealer and we, and we know how that turned out. So mm-hmm. that, that is our episode on transportation. I hope that you got some alternative ideas with, I mean, we just know that most of our listeners are driving cars, and so we want to give everybody something they can get from from this episode. So, yeah, yeah. that's what we've that's what we've always done. But we're also doing some new things. So we have retired our book club, RIP book club, but we are still giving things away because we just can't stop. We can't stop. Um, we, we want to thank you all for your kind reviews that you've left on iTunes and Stitchers, um, to enter our giveaways like this one from Hannah Brookie just happens to be five stars. And she says, I'm currently on my debt-free journey and these two have helped me tremendously. I just started listening a few weeks ago, but the amount of information and wisdom they provide is incredible. Thank you both for being so awesome and informational. Thanks, Hannah. How kind. We also want to thank our friends who are out there sharing this podcast with their friends because it just makes our community even bigger. Mm -hmm. So as a thank you, you are able to enter to win our new monthly giveaway. It's not a book anymore. So share this episode on Facebook or social media and tag us. That's the thing. You have to tag us and we will pick one winner for every five tags we get at the end of the month. Yes. So instead of books, we're giving away $10 Amazon gift cards. So you can still spend it on a book if you want. You can spend it on spark plugs. You can spend it on (laughs) toothbrushes, whatever, whatever you need. Spark plugs or toothbrushes. Yes. Uh, So you can either enter by tagging, like sharing this episode and tagging us wherever you spend time on social media. Um, But you can also still uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher and screenshot that and send it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. So we're just adding a new way to win. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's no limit on, you can just share us and tag us at your will. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can share and tag every episode. You'll just be entered more times. Yeah. I mean, once per month, but I mean, every single month you can enter. Yeah. So right. do it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, nothing's keeping you from sharing all of our episodes. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll see how it goes. Maybe we will let you enter four or five times. I don't know. We're doing this new, new thing. New thing. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So. All right. Well, see you next week. That's it. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. So you think I can convince Eric to, I mean, like I said, that vehicle owes us nothing, but right. we wouldn't have to make the, um, you know, have insurance, insurance. on it. Yeah. Well, like these little repairs. Is there anything that he could want to spend a couple hundred dollars on? Be like, hey, if we sell the car, Ooh. then you can do this. Right. Oh, there's always something he wants to spend money on. He would probably have to do the minor repairs to even be able to sell it. But then at that point then it's like, well, it's working. Then he can have it if he wants to go places. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really trying to hold off on buying a new vehicle. I know that's like on his radar as the next thing. Not new. We've never bought new, but new to right, us. Right, right, right. And I'm yeah, just like, I can't mm. help you because I can't stop Travis from <laughs> getting new vehicles every few months. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't stop him. Yeah, I think he's like, but I don't want to be stuck here because he doesn't commute. He works remotely, mm -hmm. 100%. So, and then some days I work remotely, but then if I'm out, then he can't go anywhere. But then I'm like, well, but would it be less expensive to just Uber somewhere? So test it out while you guys are down here. Exactly. Well, we've already practically been testing it out. He never drives it. Yeah. I should like put, I should, I should figure out a way to kind of see like when he, like he, I think he thinks he uses it more often than he does. Like I should put like a date on the, in the vehicle or something and like Last if row. the seal, like some way to test, like when the seal of the door gets broken, like. <laughs> <laughs> but now that you're hundred percent telecommuting too, like it's going to be different. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, th there's the days that I travel, but I would be more apt to just like get an Uber to the airport so that he's not without a vehicle for like the entire time I'm traveling. Yeah, I really think it's doable. Yeah. Okay. We're going to see. I'll keep you updated. Okay. Can't I love wait. that I'm whispering like as if this is going to, as if he's not going to hear this. Let me know. Let me know what he <laughs> says. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Try and trick him into it. Cool. <laughs> It's not happening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 